Well, it's good to see everyone this afternoon, and why don't you have a seat. Merry Christmas Eve to all of you. So grateful you have braved the cold and have braved the roads to be with us tonight. Uh, Just talking with um, some of our staff and some of y'all, I was just reminded that before the foundations of the earth, the Lord knew that um, here on this evening it would be minus 20 whatever outside and the roads would be bad, but he also knew that each one of us by name would be gathered in this room together. So this night um, is not on accident. We are gathered together with a purpose, and I'm so grateful to to have you here. My name is Corey, and I serve as the teaching pastor here at our our Plain City campus. And I want to welcome you because it's a, a special evening. This is our very first LifePoint Plain City Campus Christmas Eve. So thank you so much for being a part of it. So grateful that you're here, like I said. Um, if this is your first time to LifePoint, if you're visiting with us, uh, as Wesley said, we are in this series called Uncommon Crown. I want to let you know if you're new. Um, we got some notes and some scripture that go along with uh, the message this evening. So you can grab your phone and you can head to lpguest.com. That's lpguest.com. Or you can use the camera app on your phone to scan that QR code on the back of the chair in front of you. And it will take you to those notes uh, for this afternoon. It will also take you to a digital guest card that can let us know that you visited with us today. It takes you less than 60 seconds to fill out. And at the bottom of that digital guest card are, are five ministries that we're already partnered with. You could pick the one that means the most to you, and we'll make an additional $5 donation to that ministry. That way you can do something good and kind for being with us this Christmas Eve. And so... Tonight, we get to wrap up our series in Uncommon Crown. Whether you've been with us or have not been with us, it fits with Christmas Eve and Christmas tomorrow because in this series, God has has revealed to us uh, his king, Jesus Christ, to the world. And, And we've had this big idea running throughout the entire series. And it's this, that Jesus came into the world to establish his kingdom in our hearts. That Jesus came into uh, this world to establish his kingdom in your heart and in in mine. And tonight, as we wrap up this series, and and we're going to spend this Christmas Eve looking at the proclamation or the announcement of Jesus' birth and what it means for us today. We're going to look at the message uh, of Christmas. And so... We're familiar with this. We're familiar with announcing things about our kids. We do it all the time, especially kind of around the birth of of our kids. If you've never seen it before, you could hop online and there is video after video of of couples who in creative ways kind of surprise or or reveal to their family members that they are are pregnant. So they announce the birth of, that they're going to have a a child, right? And, And you also can go online and you could see all these other videos where it's a gender reveal. I don't know if you've ever seen these, right? They, they bust open um, a pinata or they cut open a cake or, or they shoot off a firework or a powdered cannon um, or, or somebody throws a baseball and they got to hit the baseball and the baseball explodes. And if the contents are blue, it's a boy. If the contents are, are pink, it's a girl. I love these videos. My boys and I watch them all the time because the ones we love are when the powdered cannon doesn't go off, right? And there's always, there's always that one person that looks down the barrel of that powdered cannon and sure enough, that's when it goes off, right? So we love laughing at, at, at those so we crack up at those videos. 
um, were kind of like, what are you doing? Don't look down the barrel of that thing, okay? So years and years ago, dads would run out of the hospitals and hand out cigars to announce that they had a, a, a child. And today, we do the social media thing, right? We just kind of post some pictures. We, we post the, the weight and the length, and mom and baby are doing well. That's kind of how we announce to everyone around us um, about our kids. And so it's pretty familiar to you and, and I today. Well, in Luke chapter 2, God's getting ready to make this announcement that his son has come and his son has been born. And so if you have your, your Bible or your Bible app with you this afternoon, I want to invite you to go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2 with me. Find Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be right around verse 8 uh, this afternoon. As you're making your, your way there, and we've been talking about this every single week, that, that the birth of Jesus is the birth of the Messiah, God's chosen one. That the birth of Jesus is, is Emmanuel, God with us. That the birth of Jesus is, is the birth of the promised king that's been prophesied about since the Old Testament. That Jesus is royalty. And, and Wesley kind of talked about that a little bit up here. That, that Jesus being royalty, being the king, right? And we know that when royalty comes, there's a huge a huge to-do about it, right? It's a huge occasion. When, when someone of a royal bloodline is born, right, there's a public revealing, there's, there's much fanfare, there's a grand spectacle, there's trumpets and parade, and the news is called in because royalty has come. Yet we see quite the contrary here in Luke with the announcement of Jesus' birth. A, a few verses back in Luke chapter 2 and verse 6, it says this, it says, while they... That being Joseph and Mary were there. There was Bethlehem. They were in Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus was imposing a new tax and he was requiring everyone to register in the town that they were, they were born in. It says that they, it came time for Mary to give birth. Verse 7 says she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So here it is. Jesus God's son is born. Emmanuel, God with us has come. The Messiah, the king is here and it's announcement time. What will God do? How will God do it? Verse eight, it says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. So God's announcement, it's near Bethlehem, it's in the same region, it says there, there were shepherds out in the field taking care of, of sheep in the middle of the night. And it's likely most scholars believe that these sheep were the very sheep that were reserved for the temple for sacrifice during Passover. And all of a sudden, the field lights up out of nowhere. And this is, this is spectacular, right? And remind you, there's no electricity during this time, okay? The glory of the Lord shows up and, and like lights on a football field. This, this just glows all around. And here's what's interesting. At the announcement of, of, of the coming of God's son, that he's born, he doesn't announce it to Caesar. He doesn't announce it to Rome. He doesn't announce it to the Jewish religious leaders, the Pharisees or the scribes. God doesn't call the Bethlehem newspaper. Jesus' birth wasn't trending on Twitter. There were no pictures on Instagram or Facebook. There were no likes and there were no follows. There was no parade. There was no fanfare. 
There was no festival. There was no extravagance. Instead, God chose to announce the birth of his son, the king, in the middle of the night, in a field, to sheep and some shepherds. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but shepherds at this time had a really bad reputation. They were known for being thieves, and they were known for for being liars, and they were crooks. They were at the bottom of the, the, the social ladder. And so shepherds were so despised at this time that in a court of law, their testimony would not even be admitted. Yet, God comes to announce his son, and this is how he chooses to announce his son in the the middle of nowhere, it seems, that the king has come. And this is who God chooses to make his announcement to, the bottom of the, the social ladder. And all this takes place, and it says it scares the living daylights out of the shepherds, that they were filled with great fear. And the angel tries to to calm them down. The angel says, fear not. Why? Well, some of the reasons are obvious because if it was you and I and an angel showed up here tonight, we're going to freak out a little bit, I think. And somebody's going to need to come along and say, calm down, it's okay. If God's glory all of a sudden showed up and just lit this place up, we would be on our faces and and someone would be like, fear not, it's okay. You can get up off off your face. So some of it was, was quite logical, but even better than that, the angel says, fear not. Because he says, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. Now let's just pause here for a moment and think about what this, what this means for us today. The announcement of Jesus' birth brings good news, as the angel says. Those words there translated literally means the gospel. The angel was one of the first to preach the gospel right here in the middle of the field to these shepherds. That it was great joy, that it was for all people in the middle of nowhere with these shepherds. Jesus' birth being announced, it shows us and teaches us that the message of Christmas is that Jesus came for all. That that the announcement of Jesus' birth to the shepherds shows that the message of Christmas is absolutely for everyone. That Jesus did not just come for the well-off or the put-together or the religious or certain class of society. We see in this announcement to the the shepherds that he came for the outcasts and he came for the liars and he came for the thieves and he came for the hurting and he came for the broken and he came for the ordinary. He came for people just like you and just like me. That in the middle of the night to a bunch of sheep in the middle of a field and some shepherds, we learn that the message of Christmas is Jesus truly came for all. Now, this great news of joy that the angel speaks of is not that God sent a soldier to rule or a judge or a reformer, but that God sent a savior. Verse 11, the angel says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. Christmas, the birth of Jesus, reminds us of our greatest need, your greatest need, and my greatest need, the need for a Savior in our lives. All we have to do is just take a look around our our world today. It's filled with trouble and division and hostility and brokenness and evil and pain. Where does all of that come from? Well, the Bible teaches us that everyone is born into this world flawed, that everyone is born into this world with a spiritual flaw. The Bible calls this sin, and none of us are immune to it. The Bible says it like this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
Now here's the deal when you think about it. Our flaws and our sinfulness bring about varying levels of, of morality and consequences in our lives. Because of that, what do we do? What do you and I do? Well, we look around and we deem some people better and we deem some people worse. We deem some people okay and some people terrible. But the reality of our world with all of us is that all of us are sitting on just different decks of the Titanic. But the reality is the, the whole ship is headed for the bottom of a moral ocean. The reality is that is the case for each and every one of us, that every human being is not perfect, is flawed by sin in our lives. Therefore, that means the greatest need for you and I and for the world is that a rescue mission for our sin and for our flaws and from this sinking ship. And what the message of Christmas, the announcement of Jesus teaches us is that everyone, every single one of us, the message of Christmas is that you have a savior, that the world has a savior that we so desperately needed, right? It needed it in the day when Jesus was born and it needs it now also. We know that leaders come and, and go and administrations and policies come and go, yet none of them will ever solve our need for a savior in our lives. You and I may work as hard as we can and plan as hard as we can and orchestrate our lives to come out a certain way that we want it to be, but in our best efforts, we still need a savior. That Jesus came into this world to save us from the death that sin brings into our lives. And that in Jesus, anyone, anyone who chooses so can have forgiveness of their sins, can be saved from eternal punishment of hell, and have a hope that when we die, we will go straight to heaven. Some of us need to truly hear that message today. Some of us need to make sure that that message does not fade into the background of Christmas this year. That that message does not get, get overshadowed or covered up by the busyness of the holiday season. The message that, that you have a Savior, that the world has a Savior. The angel makes this announcement and then in verse 13 says this to us, that suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. One angel's announcement all of a sudden turns into this massive display from heaven. A multitude of angels show up and begin to sing praises to God, saying, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. We see here that the message of Christmas is there is peace. The message of Christmas is there is peace. Again, all we have to do, Christian or not, all you have to do is just look around and see that the world desperately needs peace. There is war and violence and division and abuse and anger and turmoil all around us. We need peace in this world. But more than just outward peace, we need an inward peace. And we need a peace that can only come with and from God. There was a, a first century non-Christian writer his name was Epictetus, and he said this. He said, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace from passion and grief and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which men yearn more so than even outward peace. The Christmas message for us, 
announces that the way to pardon and peace with God has been made available to all the world. That God sent a savior for the whole world to meet our greatest need, the need for forgiveness of sin, to be reconciled to God, which brings us into ultimate perfect peace in our lives. The Bible says it like this in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been made right or, or justified in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. There's a Jewish word called shalom. It means peace. But it means much more than just peace it, it, from the battles of life that we experience. It means well-being. It means health. It means prosperity. It means security. It means soundness and, and completeness. And it has to do with our character far more than it does with the circumstances around us. And you see, life during Jesus' day was difficult. And it's difficult now for us. But just like then, today, religion and the world and material things in our own way cannot ultimately meet the need for peace in our heart. That it cannot bring internal, internal peace. Those things cannot bring that into our lives. That the things around us in the world cannot bring shalom. They cannot bring peace with God. Only God's Son Jesus can. It's why Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is the gift that the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or do not be afraid. Jesus says that in John 14, verse 27. And here the, the angels are announcing that very thing, that the message of Christmas is there is peace. Well, just as quickly as they arrived, the angels leave. And in verse 15, we read that the angels went away from them into heaven, and the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And it says they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. I love this. The angels leave. The shepherds look at each other, and they say, We got to get out of here. Forget the sheep, the field, all that kind of stuff. We got to go see this thing for ourselves that God has revealed to us, that the angel has told us about. And it says they left with haste. In other words, they left in, in, in an urgent manner to go seek Jesus. And the wonderful thing is they find him, just like the angel said. Jeremiah 29, 13, God says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That's exactly what happened with the shepherds. That's exactly what happens with any one of us. Allison, in that video we just watched, that moment she said, God, where are you? Where are you? And she sought him. And they found him in the midst of some of the most difficult circumstances I could ever imagine. And as we read this Christmas story, and we see these shepherds here, I have one of the things that I think is just amazing it's these shepherds who, who looked after these lambs that were going to be offered in the temple for the sacrifice of sins, the temporary sacrifice of sins, mind you, were now going to be the very first ones to see the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world once and for all and bring perfect peace into the world. Verse 17 says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. 
after seeing and encountering Jesus for themselves, the shepherds were changed. So much so that Luke says they went and made known everything that had been told to them, everything that they had seen. In other words, they couldn't be quiet about it. They couldn't keep it in. Here are these shepherds taking the good news of Jesus, the Christ, the news, the announcement of the King and the Savior to everyone around them. And it shows us that the message of Christmas is to be shared. The message of Christmas is to be shared with those around us. The good news of Jesus, the great joy that he brings into our lives and to the world is to be shared with all. The shepherds are this amazing example for us of of receiving by faith God's message, responding in obedience to that message, and then going and sharing that good news with all around them. We can't forget that soon after this, these shepherds go back to doing what they've always done. They go back to their old jobs, but they go back now as new men. Those that were not worth testifying in the court of law, God uses to be the first witnesses to proclaim and testify to the Messiah that the King has come. Only God would choose to make an announcement this way. And that's it. That is the announcement of Jesus' birth. This is the arrival of God's one and only son. This is the proclamation of an atypical king who would wear an uncommon crown. Here in Luke chapter 2, this is the origin story of Christmas. And I'm reminded of of a story I heard a, a pastor share the other day. He, he, and I want to share it with you. He shared this. He shared about a, a Sunday school teacher who went over to, to Israel. And, and she, brought, she bought a nativity set while she was over there. A nativity set that was made of, of nice olive wood. And she was traveling back home, so she put this nativity set in her carry-on bag to make sure it wouldn't get, get damaged as she came back home. And as she was coming back through the airport, security stopped her, made her empty her bag, and and wanted to see the nativity set. And they, they meticulously took out every piece of the nativity set. Mary and Joseph, an animal and another animal, and the shepherds, each figure one by one. And they're, they're examining the security, the, their security is examining the nativity set. And finally, the woman asks, is there something wrong? What, what are you doing? Why are you paying so much attention to this nativity set? And the security answers and said, we want to make sure there's nothing explosive in them. Well, there was nothing explosive in the nativity set she brought back. But the truth is this. In everything we talked about tonight, in Luke chapter 2, there is something explosive in the message of Christmas. There is something explosive in the gospel story. There is something explosive in the good news of Jesus Christ showing up on earth as our Savior. Because who would have thought this first Christmas that the story of redemption for all mankind would start with a baby in a manger, but would lead to a cross and would lead to an empty grave that would make a way for you and I to have a right relationship with God. And as we sit here this Christmas Eve, and we get ready to close in just a a few moments here, my prayer for us tonight is that the truth and the power and the reality of Jesus Christ the Messiah Jesus Christ, the Savior, the King, explodes in your heart like never before this Christmas season. 
So we've been talking about not rushing through this Christmas season, that Jesus wouldn't just kind of get blended into the background of all that's going on. And so what I'd like us to do as we close out our time together is this. I'd like us right where you're seated, just to bow your heads, close your eyes, and maybe just get quiet for a few moments. And as you do so, let's not let today rush past us. Let's not hurry through our Christmas Eve. Let's not hurry through the Christmas season. Let's not hurry through the Christmas story of Jesus. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing, the best thing, the best thing, like what Wesley was talking to us about. In this moment, as we just have our heads bowed, I believe tonight that some of us need reminding that, that Jesus came for all. It's a reminder for some of us that no one is too far gone, that no one is beyond the reach of Jesus. Is there a person you've stopped reaching out to, stopped praying for? Don't give up. Continue to reach out. Continue to pray. Jesus came for all. Is there a son, a daughter, a spouse, a friend, a family member that you have written off? Don't write them off any longer. Remember tonight that Jesus came for all. He came for them. Don't give up. For some that sit here tonight, you sit here and you need reminded that the message of Christmas is, is Jesus came for you, that God sent his one and only son for you because he loves you. I believe tonight that, that some of us truly need to hear that you have a savior that regardless of your past or however many mistakes you've made or the regrets or the, the lies, that Jesus came to save you from sin and he can wipe all of those away and make you new. You can let go of those tonight. That you could walk away tonight saved from all those things. Like the shepherds who ran to Jesus that evening. Tonight, you can run to Jesus with urgency and haste and you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart. I believe tonight as we sit here in this moment that some of us need reminded that peace can only be found in Jesus. And maybe you need peace beyond understanding today. Maybe you're going through some circumstances like Brian and Allison from the video. And you need, you desperately need peace. Maybe tonight you need peace from worry and from fear and from pain and from sorrow. This Christmas, you can take part in a special kind of exchange. You can bring God all of that fear, all of that worry, and exchange it for his peace. Tonight, you can bring God your sorrow and your pain and you can receive his joy. Tonight, where we're seated, I believe some of us need to leave Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve, like the shepherds left, forever changed by an encounter with Jesus. You say, that's me tonight. You say, I... I need Jesus in a new way tonight. I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I need Jesus in a new way. How do I do that? You just start to fall at his feet like we sang about. You begin to trust him, to give him everything. Lay it all at his feet tonight. 
Maybe you sit here tonight and you're like, I don't have Jesus in my life. I have not encountered him. I have not run to him. Right where you're seated, you can do that. You can put your faith and trust in Jesus right now just by calling out to him saying, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. I believe that you came and I believe that you died and I believe that you rose again. And tonight, I want you to bring that perfect peace into my life. So I'm putting my faith and trust in you like I never have before. The Bible says when you do that, when you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved and you will walk out of here with the greatest Christmas gift ever, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He is yours forever and you are his forever. So Lord, as we we close, I pray that tonight you will will set your kingdom up in our hearts that we will be forever changed. And I pray, Lord, tonight that we will be bold and share this good news, the Christmas story, the story of Jesus all year long with those around us. I ask this in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to do something special as we close tonight. Thank you, Matt. I think most folks have got a candle on. They walked in. If you didn't and would like one, go ahead and raise your hand. We've got some folks passing those out if you, if you need one. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2 says this. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them, a light has shone. And for hundreds of years, the church has lit a candle to signify that hope has come into the world, that light has come into the darkness, that on a cold, dark night thousands of years ago, Jesus came into the world. So as a community here tonight, together, We are going to light these candles one by one. I would let you know if you've got the fire, hold it straight up. If you don't have the fire, you lean that candle over. That way you don't drip wax all over yourself tonight. But we light this candle to be reminded that we are not alone. That Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us has come. 